Whether you know it or not, God wants you to live in freedom, right? Live in freedom to do the things that you should do. Freedom to live the life that you're supposed to live and freedom to have life and life and more abundantly. However, oftentimes we come into a false representation of what living free really is. However, the scripture lets us know very simply, very plainly how we should focus our freedom and truly live it out in a way that we're pleased with. And so in today's episode, we're going to talk about that and I pray that it will bring freedom Enjoy to your everyday life. Let's get to it, y'all. What's up, beautiful people? To another episode of Reading with Ricky. It's me, Ricky Jones Jr., where we read the Word of God and have not only a moment to read it, but then also clarity of understanding what is being said so we know how to live it out, so that we know what to do, and what, more importantly, God would have for us here in this life. Because I believe that oftentimes we put off living a joyous freedom in a great great life that God has provided for us like truly until we die right and we say we'll we'll understand it better by and by or we'll have the experience of heaven right but i believe that heaven also can exist here on earth for us as we are wrapped up tangled up and tied up in who Jesus is and what Jesus has provided for us and so here in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 through 15, we're going to be reading about freedom, right? The freedom that Jesus has provided for us, for we know or should know that the word says, for whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And also uh, where we also have Jesus, right? There's liberty, there's joy, there's freedom. Liberty is another word for freedom. And so, you know, now that we have Christ, right? I pray that you've received Christ in your life and you're desiring and seeking to live out a life that's joyous, that's not only freeing, but also rewarding, right? That you're able to have passions that you're able to pursue, right? Purpose that you're able to fulfill in destiny that you're able to live out because the Bible says that we've been given a predestined life. And so live it out, right? Live it out to the fullest. I believe that my family and I are in Johannesburg, South Africa right now, fulfilling the destiny that this family has been uh, laid out to fulfill. And I believe that other countries are on the horizon as we continue to walk in God's purposeful plan for our lives. And so, and also live out freedom. The freedom that this talks about here, it says, for you have been called to live in freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you know it or not, you've been called to live in freedom. So if you feel like you're in bondage right now, you feel like you're not able to do what you're supposed to be doing, you're not able to be all that you were created and designed to be, here's a scripture for you, okay? We've been called to live in freedom. My brothers and sisters, okay, so this is for all of us, written by Paul, speaking to all of us, even to this day. It says, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. So oftentimes, ladies and gentlemen, we've been made free. We've been hearing about the grace of God, right? The unmerited favor of God. We know that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So we operate in the knowledge of that freedom. And sometimes we use the freedom that we've received through Jesus to go live out for our sinful nature. And I'm not just talking from what the scripture has been saying, but I'm talking from life example as well. And in a sense where, you know, I recognize that, oh, snap, like in receiving Jesus, my penalty has been paid for and I'm going to heaven, right? Jesus is my benefactor or my way, my key into heaven. So boom, I got it. And so I'm about to live recklessly right now with the idea that heaven is going to be boring, right? That was my 
my before thought. I've since changed, but then also I say that because others as well. You've maybe come into the faith, you come into the knowledge of who Jesus is, and now you've been set free in that respect. And all that to say, don't allow for the freedom that has been purchased for you to lead you back into the bondage that sin has for you, right? Going and trying to satisfy the sinful nature. One, because that sinful nature can never be quenched. You can never satisfy that sinful nature. And deep down, you know that to be so. However, you just keep trying, you keep trying, you keep trying, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going, you keep seeking, you keep doing, you keep seeking, you keep doing, but never actually taking the time to realize, man, this is actually never satisfying or never just fulfilling or rewarding. No, it's only beneficial as you believe during that time time but beyond that you like man I'm, I'm thinking of the next hit i'm thinking of the next high i'm thinking of the next drink i'm thinking of the next woman i'm thinking of the next man right whatever it is you're thinking about to quench that sinful nature however let us not use our freedoms that we've been given thanks to jesus to fulfill our sinful nature but instead the scripture says use your freedom to serve one another in love oh snap here's the way here's the formula to be able to live a worthy life or a life that's fulfilling or a life where you operating in your freedom feels like, oh snap, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's by serving one another in love. Serving one another in love. Serve our brothers and sisters. Serve our mothers and fathers. Serve our spouses. Serve our children in love. And when you do so, you'll feel that reward. You'll feel that freedom being used in its proper way way. And so even to know what that freedom is, freedom is that awareness of who we were or what we had is no longer, right? But we're able to receive, we're able to be renewed, we're able to be revitalized by Jesus and what Jesus has provided for us, done for us, which is also loving us. But then out of that, we are to be able to serve and love one another. For in verse 14, I'm going to read 14 through 15. For the whole law can be summed up in this one commandment or one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. How, ladies and gentlemen, do we serve one another in love? It's by loving our neighbors as ourselves, right? Do unto others as we will have them or others do unto us. We love others. We love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And friends, if you're having a hard time loving your neighbors, if you're having a hard time serving others with love, it's because it's a direct reflection of the love or lack thereof for yourself. And so it's all good, right? It's all good. Now you know, right? With Now you know what do you do with what you know, right? Let's start to be able to build ourselves up the proper way so that we're able to love and give us or give ourselves the proper way. And so what is that way you may be thinking? Let us first allow for us to come into the knowledge that God loves us. Let us receive the love that God has for us, largely because God has been misrepresented. God has been uh, misspoken of and 
Oftentimes, we know of God to be a vindicious God or vindicious one or vindicious ruler in a sense where if you do something wrong, something wrong is going to happen to you because that's the way God operates. Well, no, it's more to God than that, right? We definitely saw that in the Old Testament because God was, you know, protective of his people such as he is today, right? No demons, no devils, no none of them foes will be able to harm you, hurt you, or do anything towards you that's going to take you out. So he's still in that business of protecting. However, through Jesus, we are able to receive all of God's love, the loving nature, the loving characteristics, the loving way of God. And so let us receive that, right? We receive God's love for us. And then because of that, we're able to love others because Christ loved us first, which I believe we talked about yesterday. And so go tap into that episode. But then it also says, love your neighbor as yourself. So once we receive God's love for us, then we can start to love ourselves. We can love us and say, okay, I did those wrong, but God loves me, right? I did mess over that person or I did lie or I did cheat, but it's okay because God loves me and it's okay now because I can make a better decision tomorrow recognize, or even today because I recognize that God loves me and it doesn't stop me or block me from receiving what God has for me, okay? And so let that be what you say. But then here in verse 15, he says, but if you are always biting and devouring one another, which we know that to be the case today. People talk about people all the time. People try to block people all the time. People try to hurt people or damage their reputation all the time. It says, watch out, watch out. Let's not do that. Not only watch out so that we don't do it, but watch out for those who does it, right? And, and, let that be what it needs to be for you. Beware of destroying one another. Ladies and gentlemen, even back here in the Bible, right, as it was written uh, to the church, and um, I forgot how to say it, but it's in, in to the Galatians, okay? We're going to say it like that. Um, even back then, people were destroying one another. Even still to this day, people are destroying one another. There's a whole saying, right? A crab and a barrel type mentality. People pulling people down, not allowing people to climb or to get out of their situation or circumstance, but just keeping them down in the trenches or in the dumps or in remembrance of who they were, what they did, and what they'll never be. No, beware of that. Watch out for that. Let us not be those people. Let us not do that, but let us watch out for those who do. Let us beware of those who do, but let us, right? But I haven't loved the Bible because not only does it tells us what to do and gives us principles of how we're able to do it, but it also tells us what to look out for and not to do, right? So oftentimes we come into the knowledge of God and we feel like it's just a list of things of not to do. No, it's it's a reason why we don't do such things, right? Certain things don't even and won't even feel natural for you to do. Talking about people, tearing them down, um, what does it say? Devouring one another, biting and devouring, destroying one another. Those things, we don't even want to do those anymore, right? Being in Christ, you're a new creation. You don't want to do them things. What do we want to do? We want to love one another. We want to serve one another in love. We want to allow who we are and the freedoms that we now have in Christ to be able to be used to help and to edify the church. Use and help to edify one another. Use and help to love those in which we are in contact with in close proximity of, especially our neighbors. And so let us operate with that newness of life that way. Let us be reminded of 
and of the word, right? As it was written in Galatians chapter five, right? Verse 13 through 15. But let us not only operate that way with our freedoms, but then also let us beware of being mindful of and watching out for those that are still biting down one another, devouring one another, because we know that the perfect love has not manifested itself or truly come into the awareness of it's within that person, right? But let us be a beacon of light to them. Let us love them still, right? Let us, if we have the opportunity, share with them God's perfect love that will not only cast out all fear, but allow for them to operate the way that they were designed to operate, which is to love and serve one another, not biting people down, tearing people down, or destroying who they are. But we are all connected because of whose we are. Therefore, we won't tear one another down because we are all of the same blood, kindred, faith, and uh, kingdom, right? We're all of the kingdom of God for those who believe. And so with that being said, great people, I love you all. I pray that Lord God, may their love shine bright. May their love be refreshed within them. May not only their love, but their freedoms that you provided Jesus for them to have, to walk in, to experience. May it illuminate today like never before. And because of the illumination of the love that you have for them, let them freely give unto others the love that you've freely given them as well as me, Lord God. And may we enjoy this freedom, this free life that we have to pursue our purpose, to live out the passions that we have and to walk into the destiny that you provided for us even before the foundations of this world. I thank you, Lord God, that good things come out of our mouths, purposeful things comes out of our mouths, and edifying, grace-filled words are spoken to others, Lord God. And may as well, as we speak those things to others, I thank you that it is a reflection of the things that we speak to ourselves, of ourselves, so that we may continue to be bold, flat-footed, standing firm, and all that you have provided for us and allow for us to do and to be. It's in Jesus' name I pray. The name above all names, Jesus. Amen. Great people, great people, great people. I thank you for this opportunity that you've allowed for me to expound upon, give understanding to the book of Galatians, uh, chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. And I pray that it will be a benefit for you, to you, and allow for you to live out the life that God has already provided for, wants for you, and, uh, you know, desires for you to execute and live out amongst others. And so with that being said, I'll see you on tomorrow where we'll be coming from Romans, right? Romans chapter five. Let's see what that book has to say about or that chapter has to say about God's love and how we can operate with it. And so share with a friend, let them know to be here. Let them know to beat you here. Talk to them in the comment section. Love on people that are in the comments and allow for God's love to radiate bright amongst others that you come in contact with. Till next time. Peace.